the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Holly Holdren for AM860, The Answer. And I'm on. This is Dr. Billy, Radio MD. Got Ken by my side. We're doing a show. Oh, boy. Well, big week, Ken, big week. So the COVIDs are still with us, but the death rate's extremely low. We've had, uh, in the United States over the past week, we've had 1,729 reported deaths. And remember, that's anybody who dies who's also COVID positive. So if you go in the hospital with a myocardial infarction, a heart attack, and you die from that, and you're, by the way, COVID positive, then that has to be reported to the CDC. So the numbers are really pretty low. Now, the hospitalizations are high. They're, they're, they're going up. Uh, but as one hospital administrator said to me, most of the people could be treated at home, Ken, but they're elderly. You know, they, they would have a hard time, and we probably don't have the resources to get enough home health care people out there and get them oxygen and all that. So I guess it's a, it's a good thing that we have the ability to hospitalize and uh, we have centralized services, which a lot of countries don't have. So we're in good shape, really. Uh, I mean, you think about it, and hopefully this Omicron will spread out and it'll uh, it'll get rid of uh, a lot of unvaccinated people. They'll be vaccinated naturally, or if you want to call it a natural virus. I was reading just this morning that um, Australia has pretty much decided just to let this thing run wild. Well, then why'd they kick uh, the, the tennis stuff? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> 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 you, well, don't mess with the federal government. You know they'll they'll come and get you. I don't know. I don't understand Australia. They have funny animals there, anyway. So they do, and they they got things that hop all over the place, and and uh, that's right. It's weird. Great giant rabbits. They, they're just giant rabbits. At any rate, so Australia kicked out. Uh, what's his name? Yelovich. Uh, Yelovich. Yeah, and. Uh, He's, I guess, the number one seated guy in the world right now. I guess a lot of Australians are going to be upset that they don't get to see him at the Australian Open. Oh, well. Well, he won, I think, it was like a $1.2 million prize, so he may have given that up as well. Yeah, but think of the uh, think of the endorsements he'll get now. <laughs> yeah. A hundred times that, <laughs> he'll be a hero all over the world. They'll want him to do commercials for anything and everything. <laughs> I'm sure he's not hurting right now, to tell you the truth. <laughs> well, speaking of commercials now, uh, first let me give a shout-out to Patricia L., who won our two mugs last week. And, Patricia, I sent those out to you. You should get them at the beginning of the week now, and tomorrow, Tuesday. And if you don't get them, call Ken and yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, she won by answering our, our Dr. Bill trivia question. That's right. And we'll have another one for you later on this uh, this morning. Uh, just after the news, and uh, the, the, the way we're doing this is you have to listen to the first half of the show because Doc doesn't even know what the question is. I don't even know what the question is. I take it out of something that we've talked about. So listen closely and uh, be the first one to call in with the correct answer when we tell you to call, and uh, you may get yourself 
one or possibly two of the coveted Dr. Bill mugs. Yeah, I'm going to send out two. We've got tons of them, so uh, I'm, I'm, I've got to get rid of some of these mugs. So I'm going <laughs> and I, I've been threatening to bring a whole case over to the station, but I haven't quite gotten it together yet. I'm waiting for you to come down to the office. And that will happen this week, Doc. That will happen this week. Make sure you remind me to give you a box of mugs to take back. I will. Absolutely. And speaking of advertisements, uh, we did get the PCR machine in our office, so we can now do the the nucleic acid test, not just the antigen test for the COVID. And as you know, some countries, if you're going to travel and some airlines, some cruise lines now, they want uh, the PCR test. So we can do that. It's a rapid test. I think it takes about 30 minutes. Come in, swab your nose, and we've got the machine set up. We're waiting for the reagents to come in. They should be here this week. So we're at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. We also have the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines. And so the country's about over 12 years of age. We've got about 70 to 75% of the population has had at least one dose of the vaccine. There's been some discussion as to whether or not two doses is protective against the Omicron. Doesn't seem to be, but the third dose does really help. So if you're two doses into it and you're worried about getting the Omicron, get a third dose. The Omicron is not that deadly percentage-wise, but you can still have the side effects from it, the upper respiratory side effects, and including loss of, of, of taste and smell. And I've got one patient not from the Omicron, but from one of the earlier strains, who's a year into it and still has no taste or smell. That's the long-term COVID effect that we've been hearing about? That, that is, it's unusual, but it does happen. So, yeah, my, adult, now my daughter has had all three, and just before Christmas, she got it, and she lost her sense of uh, smell and taste, but it came right back. I lost my sense of caring when I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are saying, are you deaf? No, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so at any rate, we've got this going on. And the difference between the, the antigen test and the uh, PCR test, the uh, nucleic acid test, is that the antigen test tests for one of the proteins <clears throat> on, the, on the surface of the virus or the spike protein, whereas the uh, RNA test tests for the actual genetic material inside of the capsule, which is what what gives the virus the ability to reproduce inside of a cell. So the antigen tests are anywhere from 70 to 90% accurate. Ours is about 85%, I would say. And then the PCR tests are 95 to 100% accurate, depending on how how much we plunge your nose out. <laughs> 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 but uh, they're, they're both very good tests. Uh, the, I think... Mom is charging, I want to say, 199 for the PCR test. That's a little bit more expensive reagent and setup. I think the machine costs us 10 to 12 grand. Uh, we can defer the cost if we use enough of the reagents. They they hook you, you know. Mm, yeah. That that's okay. We'll we'll see if we can do it. If we can't, then we'll have to cough up some more cash. Are we going to see test decline because of um, the mandate being thrown out in the Supreme Court? Well, I think that that it's going to, uh, in the workforce, it's certainly going to affect that. But our population generally is is uh, retired or close to retirement, and they come in for different reasons than to uh, satisfy their employers. If you if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. 
they're there because they want to know, am I sick and what can you do about it? And it's a different treatment if you've got pneumonia from strep uh, pneumonia or if you've got the COVID. I mean, it's a different treatment regimen. And I do have a treatment regimen. I do give things out to people and it does help. So you've, you've got that opportunity to, if you come in early, to uh, decrease the side effects. Remember, Ken, it's not the infection necessarily that causes the problem. It's, it's our own body's autoimmune reaction to it that makes all these inflammatory antigen antibody complexes and kicks out all these inflammatory hormones and chemicals from our own cells in, in an attempt to fight it off. And that's what causes a problem. And we can suppress that with, uh, with cortisone reagents like prednisone, prednisolone, dexamethasone. Uh, and we can give you that either orally or if you're in the hospital intravenously, or we can give you an injection if you don't like taking pills. And we can give you a depot injection that'll last seven to 10 days. So we do have the ability to alter the course of this disease, but you got to come in early. If you think you're sick, come on in. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Now, I got to tell you, I got a call from my middle sister early last week. This is a new week, Sunday, so six days ago, whatever. And she hasn't talked to me for two years. She slammed the phone down on me two years ago because I wasn't in love with John McCain and I didn't want to kneel down and worship when he <laughs> when he passed away. <laughs> I, I, I just don't believe in idolatry. I, I, the Democrats apparently do, and they think that if you supported Trump, you love Trump. I don't know the guy. How can I love him? I don't know Biden. How can I hate him? I mean, those are emotional responses to intellectual problems. So at any rate, she calls me and she said initially, well, you know, I guess I just wanted to catch up. No, I'm going to be honest. I need medication. I'm, I'm at home. It's snowing out. I can't get out. And no doctors will see me. They're all shutting down because of the Omicron. They're all scared. And, uh, you know, she goes on and on and on. And <clears throat> I said, I'm glad to help you. And so I agreed and I sent her in a couple of medications and we caught up a little bit and and then I said something about nuking the White House if they closed down the Canadian border. <laughs> and that, that got an immediate hang-up. <laughs> <laughs> they have no humor, Ken. They have no humor. They're sensitive. They're very sensitive. They're, they're flowers. They're delicate. <laughs> and, so, and so then my baby sister, immediately, I think within 24 hours, she hit me up with a text, and she dropped the F word on me that I'm an effing a hole. <laughs> what, what brought on that attack? Because she listened to one of my shows and I said that I paid for her medications. Uh, and she said in her text, uh, let me paraphrase it. She said, I earned that. I deserve that. I worked and I got Medicaid for one year and then I got on disability. And, and so I did the math, Ken, I did the math. Now, if you pay into Medicare, and, and this is in this day and age, and that's not 40, 30 years ago when she was working, you know, let's, let's just round it out to 500 a year that people, average people were paying into Medicare and were making 50, 60,000 a year. Because, you know, it was only two or 3% back then. I think it's gone up. Okay, so 500 a year, let's say she worked 30 years. How many, how much money is that over 30 years? 500 times 10 is 5,000. 20 is. 10,000, 30 is 15,000, $15,000 over the span of her working career. How much does insurance cost you a year now? 
it's easily fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, and 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 you know she's had, and and I you know I want to see her taken care of. I I care about my sisters. I just don't like being. It hurts my feelings when they treat me like a piece of dirt. Uh, and yell at me and slam and, then, me. and then ask for your favor. That's that's what gets me. Well, I mean, you can't. They're they're blood. You can't refuse them. I guess not. No. Uh, you, I mean, you know, you you don't have to interact with. You can them. bill them though. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> things. My sister's. Uh, well, my older sister. She's got plenty of cash. Maybe I'll send it to her. But she's made it clear she's not taking care of my baby sister. <laughs> she's on her own, Billy. <laughs> so. So let's say fifteen thousand that she paid in, okay? Right. And I think she's been on disability for fifteen or twenty years now. I don't know how long. And on disability, you get Medicare. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, if you are fully disabled and you're on Social Security disability, you also get Medicare. And she's broken bones. She's had hips replaced and back and this and that, and of course all the other usual uh, customary health care that goes along with being a, a senior citizen and she's broken her legs twice. Her dog, I think her dog's name is Tilly has run into her twice, twice broke her ankle the first time and then broke both her tibia and her fibula. The second time she has broken her wrist skateboarding with her, with her grandson. <laughs> so, I mean, she's had hundreds of thousands of dollars just in surgery in the past four or five years. Now, wait a minute. Do you think that the money to pay for Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security falls from the sky? You think it's manna? Somebody has to work, Ken, and 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 keep putting money into the system. And, uh, and we're and we're two of those people. And, and yeah, and by the way, here's one right here. <laughs> I'll be seventy three next month, and I'm still going full bore. I mean, Ken, I'm in the office or the hospital every day of the week. That's because you're so dedicated. All seven days of the week. And, and, I, and I like it. I'm happy. Uh, my friend who's the president of our homeowners association, he keeps saying, what are you going to work till you're 95? I said, if I can, I like it. You know, and I like, I like feeling like I'm adding two things. And I don't fault my sisters for being on disability because they've got real problems. God bless them. And I don't mind helping them. But you know what? They think that I'm mad and that I love and hate. I, I'm not mad at them. I'm hurt. I'm hurt that they slam the phone down. I'm hurt that they can't have a rational conversation about politics with me. I'm hurt that they scream how much they hate Trump. What has Trump got to do with our relationship? You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, Doc, yeah. It just, it, it's it's so painful and disturbing. At any rate. Life's too short. Life's too short for these kinds of crazy emotions. And I wouldn't never call myself, I mean, I, in, in kidding around, I might call my sisters bad names, you know, because we joke a lot, especially my baby sister and I, we, we have similar sense of humor. And so we will say things to each other in jest, but uh, I would not in, in anger or with any venom or with any ill intent call my sisters foul names. I just, I wouldn't do it. I mean, you know, the, the, it's life's too short. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't mean it. Even when they say it, they don't mean it. Well, they're women, you know, they're, <laughs> they emote. No, no comment, Doc. No comment. Well, I mean, it's true. They, they are allowed to have an emotional life that we are not. And they can be angry and upset one minute 
and 10 minutes later, they'll be fixing your dinner and wiping your chin. And uh, that's that's the that's the nature of the beast. So we're different men and women are different. They are, yeah. and viva uh, la difference. If we had, yeah, if we had a woke uh, revolt in the army, it might be different because then you wouldn't know whether you were fighting a man or a woman. <laughs> but uh, that's another story. We'll talk about that later. Okay, so here's the thing, Ken. I had a a, a really nice uh, guy come in the office new patient coming in, elderly guy. His ethnicity is Chinese, but he was raised in Cambodia. So his parents escaped China, emigrated or whatever, when Mao took over, and they moved to Cambodia, and that would have, would have been, what, in the 50s? And uh, so they lived through the Vietnam War, and then, as you know, when we uh, abrogated our responsibilities in Southeast Asia, and the idiot Democrats uh, made a mess, and then Nixon pulled us out with honor, <laughs> and the whole Southeast Asian basin was in chaos. Uh, the Khmer Rouge, most people don't remember who they are. They were a radical, militant, communist offshoot uh, in Cambodia, and they took over the country, and they mass-murdered at least half of the population, two to three million people. And The Killing Fields was a movie about that. And this guy lived through it. And I said, oh, you, you survived the Khmer Rouge? He said, yep, I did. He said, most of my family was killed. I watched them chop the heads off of people. Uh, he said that he had been beaten almost to death by one of the guards. And one of the other guards who he had befriended waited till night and then snuck him to his house, nursed him back to health, and helped him escape through the jungle. And he finally made it to Thailand. And he actually got to the United States by working for the Red Cross. And so because he was a volunteer for the Red Cross, uh, they had sympathy on him, and he, he got a, a pass into the United States. Nice guy. And, uh, you know, he really has come a long way emotionally to have gone through seeing millions of people killed, walking over dead bodies to escape Cambodia. And he, he said, Doc, there were 12-year-old kids with guns that were Khmer Rouge, and they were just killing indiscriminately. Uh, Boggles the mind, doesn't it? Here's the thing, Ken. Here's the thing right here. We abrogated our responsibility. We should have bombed Hanoi Flat into the Vietnam War in six months and stabilized the Southeast Asian basin, and they'd be at the same level as South Korea now. Uh, and, and we've done the same thing in Afghanistan. And guess what the Afghanistan, uh, the, the, uh, the militant government there, guess what they're forming now? They're forming a suicide brigade as a legitimate part of their army. They're going to train people to be suicide bombers and use them uh, when they feel necessary. I mean, this, this is against all conventions, all war conventions. It's against the Geneva Convention. It's... I mean, not even Allah would okay this. Come on. This is this is craziness. Why did this happen? You tell me, Ken. Why is this happening? Well, we sort of uh, walked away. We abrogated our responsibilities. That's right. Am I missing something here? Are these Democrats completely loony? It's a pattern. It's a pattern, and it's over and over and over again. Oh, well. I, you, what can you do? I mean, you know, all you can do is vote. 
That's, uh, well, That's yeah. really all we can do. Well, we could revolt, but I don't think we'd. Uh, I don't think that's in our best interest at this point. Eh, it would cost millions of lives and take years. Just vote them out the next election. I hope so. I hope so. But the problem is, is they can vote back in, <laughs> in four to eight years. <laughs> and I, I still remember my older sister Jackie saying, "Trump's going to get us into a war." I said, "Are you crazy? He's going to keep us out of war." You, you, you know, you. It's. It's peace through strength. It's peace through strength. You, you, they're, they're called deterrence. And now the, uh, the the North Koreans have a hypersonic missile. Did you see that? I did, yes. That caught my attention. Those things will go five times the speed of sound. What's sound? 700-something feet a minute. Uh, something um, uh, miles an hour, I think it is. Yeah, or miles yeah. per mile. So, you know, you're talking about something that goes 3,500 miles an hour. It's uh, sub. Uh, it's it's within the atmosphere, so it's not an ICBM that goes out of the atmosphere and comes back in. This is something that you can fire like a cruise missile at a low altitude, and you can skim it across. And it's hard to defend against something that's coming in that your radar can't see that's going 3,500 miles an hour. Now the range on these things is probably limited, but the Russians have it, the Chinese have it. I'm sure we have one, and we're just not touting it. The main thing is to not give away your hand. You don't you don't tip your hand. Uh, if the Russians and the Chinese want to flout what they have, good. That'll keep us up to speed as <laughs> to how far ahead it, of them. It is kind of good to keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. And they don't know what defenses we have. They were surprised by stealth, I think, both of them, and how well. I know the Russians were surprised by stealth and how well it worked. And uh, and and the... the uh, uh, the, the Muslim terrorists were surprised by how well the Iron Man defense system works that the Israelis developed to shoot down the rockets that are being fired into Israel. That is very cool, Doc. <laughs> yeah, that is. And it doesn't look to me like Israel's trying to take over the Middle East. So I don't know why they're so upset, but uh, there you go. There you have it. So the best way to prevent war is to stay strong. And you saw this on the playground growing up, Ken. I mean, if you were weak, you got picked on. That's right. And that's just the nature of guys. And I remember when I was a kid, uh, I, I thought that I was supposed to follow Jesus and, you know, be a man of peace and love. And I was getting the crap beat out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and so my father and Father Miller and a couple of the other men in the parish sat me down after school one day and and I was like, well, Jesus said, don't fight. And they said, yeah, but Billy, he didn't say you couldn't defend yourself. <laughs> that was the wrong thing to tell me. And I was a pretty wiry little guy swimmer and all that. Well, finally, I decided I better stand up for myself. Well, be to, <laughs> to the kids on the playground. Guess who became a bully? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't really a bully, but, but I wasn't afraid to strike out. And, uh, you know, it. It could be preemptive, which you may call bullying. You earned their respect. I earned their respect. Of course, there were a couple guys in the class that nobody would challenge. They were big. They were mean. They were rough and tough. They grew up rough. But that's in every class. But my, my point is that if you don't stand up for yourself and you don't show that you're willing to fight back, they'll run you over. That's right. Teddy Roosevelt had it right. Yeah. Speak softly and carry a big stick. A really big one. That's right. Really, yeah. really big one. And, he, and we made our mark in the world. 
So that's the way I look at this, is that we have to stand up. And how on earth can we allow a, a nation that's been recognized now by Biden, how can we allow them to defy the Geneva Convention and create more suicide bombers? And uh, did you see where this guy took a... Uh, hostages at a synagogue last night? I did, yes. Thank God they're all okay, so that's good. In the name of Allah? Come on. Yeah, well. kind of God would want you to go out and kill somebody? Mm. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. But what do I know? I think it's just different. You know, it's almost who you talk to as far as the Islam beliefs are concerned. It seems like it's uh, some people take it and radicalize it and... There's not, there's not much you can do about that. It's like the Japanese during World War II. You could talk to them until you're blue in the face, threaten them with whatever you wanted. They were not going to turn on the empire. They did. <laughs> well, after we, yeah, but look at what we had to do to them. <laughs> you sent them a couple of toasters. <laughs> <laughs> so should we uh, carpet bomb uh, Iraq? I'm sorry, uh, um, not Iraq. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. I, well, I... It wouldn't be hard to take it back over. I mean, no, be, well, we could do it easily if we wanted to. Yeah, I don't know. Is it worth getting involved at this point? Or just let them sit there and wither on the vine? Maybe, or maybe they'll foment and launch more suicide attacks against the United States. I mean, they hate us, but well, they may often think, hmm, "How did that work out last time?" <laughs> not so, not so well. If they start getting help from the Russians, we're just back in the 1980s. Yeah, and which is Jimmy Carter all over. Yeah. Zelensky, uh, you remember his uh, Secretary of State? I think it was Zabrisky. So Yeah, something like that. And he was standing on a tree stump telling the Afghanis, as we armed them with shoulder-launch missiles, the uh, Mujahideen, which morphed into the Taliban. They were Muslim uh, extremists. That's your home country. Go take it back from the Russians. And we armed them to the teeth. And, uh, hey, they got it back. And then, yeah, <laughs> and that's where Osama bin Laden yeah, and cut his go, teeth on terrorism. And sent, sent uh, suicide bombers over to take us out. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, maybe we should just leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, I, something's not right. <laughs> something very wrong over there. <laughs> so, and over here, too. <laughs> well, yeah. Thought process is a little weird if you ask me, but Doc, you know what? It's almost that time to get a cup of coffee and to remind everybody we're going to be asking that trivia question coming up in just a couple minutes here. So don't go anywhere. Hey, Ken, here's the main thing. Here's the main thing before we go. I got my sister to listen to one of my shows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope she liked it. Maybe she'll listen to more. Well, she said, she criticized me. She said, you're snorting and you're coughing or distracting. You need to take an antihistamine. So I took an antihistamine today. I don't know if it's made any difference. You sound sound fine to me, Doc. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back after the break, folks. I'm Dr. Phil with Ken. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Four hostages safe, they're captured dead after an hours-long standoff yesterday that began when a man took over services at a Texas synagogue in Colleyville. He was ranting on a live stream and demanding the release of a Pakistani neuroscientist. 
convicted of trying to kill U.S. Army officers in Afghanistan. One hostage was set free during the ordeal. The rest of them were set free and safe when the FBI kicked in the doors and killed the hostage taker. Novak Djokovic left Australia this morning after losing his final bid to avoid deportation and play in the Australian Open despite being unvaccinated for COVID-19. A court earlier unanimously dismissed the number one ranked tennis player's challenge to cancel his visa. Australia has some of the most dramatic, uh, I should say draconian, COVID mandates on earth. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. Think you have to travel to New York or Los Angeles to get a deal on a five-carat colorless diamond in a one-of-a-kind designer setting? What if I told you people from those cities came here for these exquisite pieces of jewelry? Here to International Diamond Center. Welcome to the IDC Prestige Collection, a truly breathtaking array of large, rare diamonds, two carats and up, handpicked for maximum brilliance and certified by the GIA. In addition, International Diamond Center is one of only 14 dealers in the world offering De Beers Forevermark Exceptional Diamonds, featuring magnificent diamonds five carats and up, including the rarest and most exquisite diamonds on the planet. The IDC Prestige Collection and the Forevermark Exceptional Diamond Collection are for the discriminating shopper with refined taste and uncompromising standards. No need to travel or have it flown in from a broker. It's all here, every day. One of America's most impressive displays of large, rare diamonds, along with the most sought-after design rings in the world. International Diamond Center, your direct diamond importer. Tampa, Clearwater, and Lakeland. 
It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. Local business owners are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was a few months ago. Let Salem Surround help you today. Our team of local in-market experts will utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Salem Surround is here to help you achieve success. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. That's surroundtampa.com. AM 860, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerTampa.com. Odyssey. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Watch for rain and thunderstorms early this morning. Storms can bring gusty winds, even an isolated tornado. High today, 66. Breezy tonight. Clear moonlit sky, low 56. Breezy tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sunshine and high 65. Then clear skies tomorrow night, low 45. Sunny on Tuesday, high 63. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Holly Holdren for AM860, The Answer. I like that. Very nice for a rainy Sunday morning. Yeah, it's a nice, uh, it's winter in Florida. We've got weather in the 50s and rain. So most of the country's like, we want to move there. (laughs) (laughs) So now in the South China Sea, although our press doesn't report any of this because they're too busy worrying about whether or not we're going to have woke uh, awakening or socialism or whatever. We've deployed a a Nimitz-class aircraft carrier, the USS Carl Vinson, and a WASP-class USS Essex, E-S-S-E-X, to the region. So we're ramping up our our presence there in the South China Sea. And as you guys know, because I've talked about the South China Sea off and on for for years, this is one of the main uh, shipping routes for the world because it goes through the the straits that are between Indonesia and Singapore, the Malay Peninsula, and opens up into the South China Sea. So a lot of shipping goes through there, and some of the biggest ports in the world are in that neighborhood. You got uh, Taiwan is there. You got Japan. Uh, to a little bit to the north is Busan, Korea, which is the second or third largest port. You've got the Chinese ports, which are huge. Uh, the Philippines have ports in that area. So th- this is a big, huge crisis it, it can it is a crisis the, the Japanese the Chinese want to take over the South China Sea and run roughshod over everybody coming through there so if they're mad at you you won't get to come through if you want to come through you'll have to pay an impact fee because it's theirs and you're messing up their environment whether that's good or bad I don't know but certainly we don't need to let them have that kind of power over the world you'd have to reroute ships uh, it costs more for goods. It takes longer to get things. And we've already got a supply chain mess going on as it is. So this is this is important. You guys need to know about this. You need to be aware that we are stepping up our presence in the South China Sea, in Palau, in Japan, in the Philippines. Uh, you know, all these countries around there are now teaming up with us against China. And the Chinese are pushing back, and they're putting out more and more ships and more and more incursions into space and, and sea space and airspace that is not theirs uh, to test and see what the world will do. Well, I hope that we'll continue to step up our presence and continue to deploy 
military assets in the area. But, you know, we wouldn't have to do this if we had just followed uh, the, for the former White House's playbook and continued to build up the military and, and not give the idea to the world that we're weak and not act like we want to sit down and, and hold hands and have tea with the Taliban. My God, what happened? Well, when it comes to the uh, South China Sea, we're just enforcing international law. I mean, we're just, this, this is an agreement that's been in, in place forever. What is it, 20 miles off your coast is yours and everything else is navigable. Yeah, I mean, and, and they're part of the U.N., so why aren't they abiding by the rules and regs that they said they would abide by if they joined the U.N.? They made a big push. We moved Taiwan out so China could come in, and <clears throat> I have no idea why we don't let Taiwan back in other than we're afraid the Chinese will get upset. What do we care? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of worrying about what the Chinese think. You know what I am worried about, though, Dot? What's that? Are the people calling in waiting for us to do the, the question for the day? Oh, oh, yeah. The Doc trivia question for the morning. This is for two. Dr. Bill, your mm, radio MD. Mugs, coffee mugs, so you can uh, drink a lovely cup of coffee with the doc in every morning. All right, all you have to do is be the first, question, first person to answer this question at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. Who called the doc? Another family-related question. Who called the doc after a two-year absence following a fallout between the two and requested a prescription? First caller with the correct answer, 877-969-8600, will win the two mugs. Call now. 877-969-8600. That's and I was right. Glad to help my little sister out. Excuse me? I was glad to help my middle sister out. <laughs> well, don't don't give him the answer, Doc. <laughs> well, did I just give it? I think you may have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Somebody had already called, so we got a winner already. I can see in the other room. There you go. <laughs> So where were we? We're in the Philippines, weren't we? We were in the Philippines, I think. Philippines, and 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 you reminded me of something, and I can't. Oh, I, I can't remember what it was, but at any rate, Patricia L won the mugs last week. Oh yeah, it was this is it? My next door neighbor, across the street neighbor, and we're we're in a townhouse, so you know, neighbor is like you can spit over into his yard from mine. Uh, I gave him four mugs. Uh, he and his wife, and. He's a big wig at GM. He is the political liaison for GM. So he's one of their upper, mid-upper level executives. And so he talks to, you know, the president and the vice president, and he's on conference calls with all these guys, these big wigs at GM. And he said, hey, Bill, I, I had my mug and I was holding it up while we were having our Zoom call with your name on it. <laughs> Yeah, you go, boy. <laughs> That's marketing. That's right. He's going to give him a whole case. He's getting a whole case of mugs. <laughs> but I love it. And he he is really a – he's an impressive guy. And the more I talk to him, the more impressed I am. He's athletic. He's uh, intelligent. He's a very, very religious guy. But he's also got a good sense of humor, so he can tolerate my uh, – I don't know how you would say a little bit body sense of humor at times. Yeah, well, a little irreverent at times. I wouldn't say I'd say dry. You have a dry sense of humor. Dry, and I can be irreverent. I can be a you little. Can, you can be irreverent. That's right. 
that's okay. Absolutely. That's, that's all right. And I think that you've got to have a little bit of sense of humor, Ken. You've got to be able to laugh at yourself and, and take a little bit of poking. And, and that's what I love about our president of our homeowners association. He and I go back and forth and we give each other a hard time, but it's always in jest. And we always end up saying, Oh, I still love you, baby. And, you know, just really, uh, be gentle, be kind, be loving, be accepting, but don't be a, a doormat. Don't let people walk on you. You got to stand up for yourself. You know, it just, it, it just won't work otherwise. And you can have a difference of an opinion without hating each other. Yeah, I think that we should be able to do that. And I don't hate my sisters. You know, I, I'm not sure that I respect their intellects since they're not using <laughs> on emotion, but, uh, what are you going to do? I mean, you, you can't change human nature. And, you know, it's it's craziness. One of the guys in the lunchroom, he said his daughter said, Trump is evil. And he said, well, what did he do that's evil? How do you mean? He's just evil. You He's know? just evil. Okay. He not anything. And my next door neighbor, she says, I can't stand him. He's just so. I said, what do you say? I just can't stand him. You know, it's like, can you tell me something specific? And there's really nothing specific, but I guess that's just the way people are. What are you going to do? I, I, I don't know. It, it, they're, they're picking bits and pieces from like the last six years. They hang on to those. But they don't look at the overall. You look at the policy. This is a president we put in the office. You look at the policy. Yeah. And, were they know, good? And I think they were very good. Yeah, I think most of them were good. Uh, I, listen, I don't dislike Joe Biden. I don't agree with his politics. But there's some things that he's done that I think are of, of value. I think he's doing the right thing by deploying more military assets into the South China Sea area and strengthening up our ties, our military ties with all the countries that are surrounding uh, China because China's showing a lot of uh, a lot of aggression and desire to take over more and more parts of, of the world and Asia. We'll see how far they get with it. You know, they've got to first... Uh, convince the people that they're helping that there should be some reciprocity. And, you know, you get into sub-Saharan Africa or the Horn of Africa, and you think you're, you're making headway because they take your, your aid and your roads and your infrastructure and all that, and then they turn around and, and start shooting at you and kick you out. We'll see what happens. I mean, this is, not, uh, this is not an easy situation for anybody, for any country, for any power to go into parts of the world that basically just want to take what you're going to give them and then flip you the bird. Mm. You know, it, that's just, I mean, that's, that's been since time in memoriam, you know? What do you think of the uh, recent um, threats by Russia to militarize Cuba and uh, Venezuela? Well, I'm sure that the Russians need to sell some more of their arms, but, uh, you know, they're mercenaries, so are they going to just give these goods to the Cubans? I the think Cub we're talking about another, uh, well, kind of a 1963 Cuban affair. Oh, you mean like a, another missile crisis? Like another that? missile crisis, yeah. Put missiles in Cuba? That's, I think, what they're talking about. That's that's insanity. Well, they say, you know, we got missiles pointed at them and the Ukraine, and why not? Fair play is what they're saying. Well, and I understand that sentiment. And, you know, Khrushchev, he said that 
when he was negotiating with Kennedy. By the way, Kennedy backed down. Kennedy did not win the the uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. He did not win it. He backed down. Khrushchev said, "Look, you've got nuclear missiles in Turkey, which can reach the Crimea, which is where they had all their summer homes, all the all the uh, communists uh, higher up. And if you think about it, Turkey is, you know, it's." It's an hour plane ride away from from uh, from the Crimea. It's not very far away. You know, you just hop over the Caspian and the Black Sea, and you're there. And uh, and so Kennedy said, "Okay, we'll take our our nuclear missiles out of Turkey." And Khrushchev said, "Okay, we'll take ours out of out of Cuba." But remember what happened to Khrushchev. A year later, they fired him. The Politburo came to him and said, "Nikita, you're out of your mind trying to pick a fight with the United States. They'd crush us." And, of course, we didn't have the intelligence to realize that their missiles, if you shot at Atlanta, Georgia, with one of your one of their ICBMs, the safest place to be would be Atlanta. <laughs> so, uh, and then I don't know if their detonators <laughs> were all working or what. But uh, at any rate, they fired Khrushchev, and they made him retire, and they said— you're out of your mind. You would have gotten us destroyed. The United States would have would have buried us in nuclear weapons if you had done anything. And uh, but don't think Kennedy was any kind of a hero. He he backed down. He pulled missiles out of Turkey, and that's why Khrushchev pulled the missiles out of Cuba. Right. It was a backdoor agreement. Yeah, and, and you know, and they made him out to be a hero and all of that. No, not at all. Uh, the press, they just loved him. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Kim? I mean, you can't fight uh, some things. You just can't fight some of the emotions. You can you can cure ignorance. You can't cure stupidity. Uh, some mental illness you can treat, and but some emotional things you just can't do anything about it. It's just beyond uh, uh, the reach of of you, me, anybody uh, to sway people. I mean, I think there are some big-name politicians who can sway people and uh, can change the course of history and events, but they're rare that they come along. You know, somebody like Teddy Roosevelt, <clears throat> who, by the way, had a very uh, very stringent reaction by Woodrow Wilson and his people against the Teddy Roosevelt policies. And Woodrow Wilson's foreign policy has been the mainstay of our foreign policy in the United States since— 1914-15, uh, even though it doesn't work that well at times, uh, but others would argue it's that— much more that, diplomatic based. Yeah, and, uh, you know, anti-colonialism, uh, yeah. letting people decide for themselves. How can you say you're letting the Iranians decide for themselves when they've got a, a military dictatorship, a, a, you know, a theofascist state that is in there? And, and every election is rigged. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you you can't even get on the ballot. That's right. It's insane over there. How, you how, know what's not insane though, Doc, is the fact that Richard Ezzy, a Clearwater, won your two, Doctor Bill MD Radio MD coffee mugs. Richard, you the man, buddy. So, congratulations, Richard. We'll get those mugs out to you real soon. Now I gotta go get some of that bubble wrap in a box. Oh, absolutely. Wrap, wrap them carefully. They're treasured. For Richard, just because Richard called in, I got to do all this extra work. <laughs> staff, staff it out, staff it out to the wife. <laughs>
I'm glad to share the, the mugs with you guys, and I appreciate people uh, being interested enough to call in. And I, I just, I mean, I love doing the show. I love you guys. And it's good to know somebody's listening out there, even my sisters. I mean, they can cuss at me and call me all kinds of foul names as long as they listen just to the show. Just keep listening. That's right. <laughs> just keep listening. <laughs> nice to know your priorities are right there with mine, Doc. <laughs> hey, this is show business, baby. That's right. So, Richard, as the Clearwater, congratulations again on your window of the mugs. We'll do it again next week, so be sure you join the Doc at that time. We appreciate you a lot. And uh, as we start winding down the show, what else do we need to talk about? Uh, The Taliban, we've talked about that. Let me reiterate, they're forming a national suicide brigade as part of their organized military. I think this deserves more attention than anything else that we've talked about today. This means this, does this mean the brigade will kill themselves? Yeah, we hopefully not. <laughs> it won't be around very long. <laughs> How do you do training exercises? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody dies in training. You're right. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Jeff Dunham's uh, uh, mannequin as a little puppet, uh, Ahmed the terrorist, and he's just a skeleton. <laughs> Seen that? He's okay. I blow you up. <laughs> okay, Doc, you're killing me here. <laughs> so, the Japanese, as you know, designed weapons to carry out suicide attacks against us in World War II. The kamikaze, that did, yes. It, that did not work out so well. Guess what? They ended up with no, uh, no, no experienced pilots. That's right. <laughs> And, uh, it, it, of course, it terrorized the heck out of our soldiers, I mean, our sailors, because they were attacking ships. And uh, we did lose a few ships to, to the terrorist uh, kamikaze attacks. And so they can do damage, but ultimately it just steeled the, the military of the United States even more, made them even more hardened and more determined to to go in and finish the war. And I'm sure that it played into the decision that Truman and his war council made in dropping the, the nuclear weapons on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, what are you going to do if you're dealing with, with people who are so irrational that they'll sacrifice their own children in suicide attacks, suicide bombing to, to make a point? Uh, I mean, it's, it's just... It defies all logic. And it, it does, defi- and that's what makes radical, radicals of any nature dangerous. Yeah. Well, come on, this was this was uh, this was against the Geneva Convention even back then, because yeah. the convention came around uh, the time of World War One, and it's been in place with some tweaking ever since. Uh, I, I just, I mean, the Nazis were not, you know, my favorite people, but they did obey the Geneva Convention. Yeah, except for those six million Jews, but well, I'm talking about U.S. The, war war prisoners and things like that. I would say the Wehrmacht, but not the SS. Oh, the SS didn't pay attention to anybody. No, oh, no, the, the Wehrmacht they were pretty pretty disciplined and they followed the conventions. And as I told you guys before, at the Battle of the Bulge, uh, about 115, 120 Americans were captured, taken out in the woods, and machine gunned down by the Gestapo. And the Wehrmacht, you know, the foot soldiers, they pass the word back to our foot soldiers because they actually communicate, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> below the the uh, the officers' uh, 
field of view, and they said, hey, our SS massacred some of your guys. And so we said for two weeks that we were not going to take any German prisoners. And for two weeks, we killed every German that we captured. And after that, we said no more. We said, if you ever do that again to us, we'll, we'll, we'll take no prisoners, period. Of course, we wouldn't have done that, but <clears throat> we, we would. Uh, Got to fight fire with fire. But I think there, you know, again, the times you've got to stand up and say, you know, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. Yeah. I mean, you've got to you've got to have some kind of a deterrent to that kind of behavior. And so then the, the Wehrmacht, you know, the foot soldiers are like telling these SS guys, this war is not going to last forever. And you keep this stuff up and we're going to get you. <laughs> and um, I'm sure that some of the SS people were uh, killed by their own countrymen at the end of the war some of them that we didn't capture but this this is uh this is really heinous this is atrocious this is another reason that we should not have left afghanistan this is another reason why we cannot turn the uh, policing of the world back over to uh, china or russia they're not going to do it they are not going to do it there'll be the wild west all over the world that's right and I don't care if our NATO partners are in agreement or not, you know, you signed on. By the way, why did we form NATO? We formed NATO to counter Russian influence in Europe. That's it. That's right. That, that is it. And now, now we're saying, okay, we don't want to hurt the Russians' feelings, so we're just not going to, we're not going to let the Ukraine into NATO, and we promise we won't use any NATO assets to stop you from stomping on the Ukrainians. Crazy, Doc. It's craziness. Okay, why, why do we have NATO? <laughs> What's the purpose? It's the only thing that's stopped Vladimir Putin so far. I mean, it, that's why he hasn't gone in. And we're, if we right. change, if we say, oh, no, don't, no, no, don't worry about it, we won't do anything with NATO, then he'll go in immediately. He'll go in. They did what? That's why he's threatening to put missiles in Cuba. This is, this is insanity. Uh-huh, this it is, is. We're going to have to do something, Ken. We're going to have to get out and vote. Looks like we're going to have a landslide at the midterm in the House and the Senate. Hopefully, uh, the Republicans, when they get in, they'll do something this time and not, you know, do a tweedledee, tweedledum uh, routine and, and and not enact legislation that needs to be enacted, not take measures to shore up our health care system and bring down the cost. I mean, they've got to do that. They've got to do that. If they don't do that, then then we're derelict in our duties. And I've said this for years, that if we, if the Republicans want to hang on to the White House and the House and the Senate for any period of time, they're going to have to address health care. People want some relief from these high health care costs. They want relief. And I don't blame them. we got to do something. So we're down to one minute, and I want to reiterate that we now have the, the uh, PCR test, uh, the nucleic acid test. In our office, so we can do the the super duper test rapidly in our office. I think it's a 30 minute test. Come in, get your nose swabbed, and if you just need an antigen test, it's half the price, and that's also a nose swab, and that's a 15 or 20 minute test. So we are at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. We also have the vaccines, and we've got a full service clinic basically we have x-ray lab ultrasound echo cardiac workup we've got it all baby we're your one-stop body shop doc we're down to about 10 seconds 
I love you guys, and I'm out of here. Thanks, Richard. Get those mugs, buddy, and we'll talk to you next week. I am Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at CanCareClinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.